Martin, you are uh, uh, the accounting firm of choice for Backstage Capital, for Runner, for uh, Arlen Was Here, and so many other things. And we've been working together for about five years. And we had a great practice run just now. <laughs> um, you sure did. You sure did. But what, what we were talking about, I'll, we'll go back a couple places uh, in a minute. But what we were talking about mm -hmm. is that Revel works with creatives. And talk to me a little bit about that, um, the tech piece of it. So you have the people, maybe talk a little bit mm -hmm. about the team and then talk about the tech piece and how they work together. Sure. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that we're talking about both of those because that's kind of how we think about our business, right? It, we can't have one or the other. Mm -hmm. And when you're working with a creative clientele, the people that we hire, uh, it's, it's actually a little different skill set that we're looking for than a typical accounting firm might need. Right? If you can imagine serving creative entrepreneurs, we need uh, accountants on our team that are able to explain things in ways that are you know easy to understand. We're trying to break down the world of business and taxes for folks that never went to business school, who maybe have never seen financial statements before and need a walkthrough to understand how this is storytelling, but in maybe a little bit different way. Right, how to how to gain a story out of the numbers. So, uh, a little bit different skill set on the people side, and then when it comes to the tech, you know, really we're looking for the best of breed solutions in in all the different areas that we might need to use a tech tool, whether that's payroll systems or accounting, something to manage receipts uh, and and reimbursements, that kind of stuff, and the systems that we cobble together, we do it in a way that we have typically one really great solution for each thing, and we use it almost exclusively across the board with our clients, which means we can vouch for these tools and the systems and the way that they integrate. And they're pumping information through back and forth to each other automatically so that uh, you don't have to do it as the client, but also so that we don't have to do it, right? Mm -hmm. Because the same kind of tasks that feel tedious to you generally feel tedious to us. And when we can automate all that data transfer, it just means that we lift our work into areas that might have more impact for yeah. the client, where we can add some strategy, some thinking behind that kind of stuff. So it lets us operate at a different level with you. Yes. And I, I feel like you all send out monthly kind of checkups and, and updates, and then there's a quarterly um, update. And then how often do you talk to your clients like on a Zoom call or video call where you're where you're um, updating them on their on their account. Yeah, it depends a little on what the client's looking for, um, but most often it's either monthly or quarterly that we're going over things. Um, and again, depending on how much help or support they need. So what we are always aiming to do from our side is to slot in with your team and to fill the gaps where they're needed, right? Mm -hmm. So if you need support on everything from bookkeeping to payroll, all the way through to the planning, forecasting, tax strategy, et cetera, we'll slot in in all those places. If you have a bookkeeper already on staff and you just need help with some of the other bits, we do that way or vice versa. Let's say you have a CFO controller on staff and you just need support with everything up to reporting and then they'll take it from there. We can do that as well. So we're trying to help uh, folks grow. And as business, as you I'm sure know from having seen 
hundreds, thousands of businesses, people choose to grow their teams in different ways, right? Mm -hmm. And so sometimes they have different of these positions filled at different points in their growth journey. And so we're just always trying to look for the, the right fit of providing the support where they need it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen all sorts of uh, the types of cust- uh, customers you have, being one myself and being one not just with one type of company, several different types. I've seen you with musicians as customers. I've seen you with influencers, authors, uh, and then certain certainly businesses. And so you you were kind of born of that creative, if you're a creative, come to you, come to Rebel. What is the type of somebody who's watching this and they're an entrepreneur or they're and or they're maybe an influencer or they're someone who just released their first book or how do they know that you're right for them? Like, wh- what are you looking for in a client? Mm, I love that question. So uh, it's generally th- three things uh, that that make up most of that. The first is that we are looking for somebody that I think would self-identify as a creative entrepreneur. And that's important because the skills that we bring to the table and the way that we talk about things, and then even the examples that we're going to include in emails that we blast out for people are all gonna be directed in those various industries. But that being said, you know, the umbrella of creative entrepreneurship is pretty wide. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we have people, like you said, in a, any number of spaces from uh, restaurants uh, and, and distilleries to um, branding agencies. Right? We have a lot of like agency type clients. Uh, we've got graphic designers, videographers, photographers, and then like you said, authors, writers, speakers, influencers. So it kind of covers a lot of territory, mm-hmm. but being in that area is really important. Um, it's true that if they're in that area too, most often these are service-based companies. Like they're providing a service versus having a product in like inventory on hand, that kind of stuff. I think for folks who are in e-commerce and other kind of product-related businesses, there's some other folks who specialize in that area. You know, oh. that's all they do every day, and they're you know we've got great um, contacts we can connect them with. Um, the second thing I would say is we are looking for people who have some goals and are looking to grow. And I think when that's true, we have some really great tools in our toolkit that help reflect like where you are and what is on track, what's not on track, um, where do we need to shine some attention? And the counter example to that are people who have kind of like a lifestyle business where you know, they're just sitting in it. They don't really care if it does better or worse than last year. For someone like that, we probably are bringing the wrong toolkit to the yeah. to the situation. Yeah. You want someone um, who is ambitious, ambitious right. in building their agency model or their HR model or something like that, and and they're creative in how they think about their what what a year from now, five years from now looks like. That's what it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because we we think of our relationships with our clients as part as little mini partnerships in that we a lot of our growth over these last years has come from our clients growing as well. Right. So we want to help your, you succeed and want to see your goals get checked off on the list, knowing that as that happens, 
that's going to invite even more opportunity for us to do other projects, collaborate on bigger things, yeah. provide support in new ways, right? So uh, that's a big part of what we're looking for is that sense of partnership. And then I think the last little thing is just um, the third thing would be a, a not having an aversion to the tech, um, mm -hmm. not being afraid to add an app or two onto your phone uh, in order to make all this magic work. But other than that, I think we're we're well suited to you know meet the needs of a lot of different kinds of businesses. What sort of revenue do they need to be? What's the threshold for them to reach out to you and not use the other things online? Yeah, the short answer to that is we can work with anybody uh, in terms of revenue range, but the way that we would engage is going to look a little different, right? So. I'm a believer that as someone is just kind of starting out or in their lower revenue uh, part of the growth journey, let's say like zero to hundred thousand or so, uh, the best way to use those resources in the area of accounting support is to get professional help when it comes to having your taxes prepared, right? So like if you're gonna do one thing and only one thing with, with the money you have for that for the year, that's where I would put the money because we can get a lot done and in the conversations and the surrounding back and forth that happens with that tax prep, we could help do a lot to help set the stage for your next year. So that's that area. We have a brand new program that launched earlier this year uh, that's specifically designed for folks in the 100 to 500K range uh, that gives them a strong foundation of the, like, the basic support that they need to get through the year, books, taxes, et cetera. And then we build really custom tailored programs for clients above 500K and beyond. Mm -hmm. um, and then what's the top end of that? We typically look at kind of graduating clients uh, off of us and, and over to kind of a mid-size, mid-tier accounting firm uh, when they're in the, depends, 15 to 25 million range, somewhere in there. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I bet you have some great case study stories uh, that you can look back on and see how people just grew and grew and grew over time to even be someone who came in at, you know, 250K a year, let's say, and now you're having to hand them over to a bigger, bigger company. That's really cool. Um, what's something that, um, that is like a common thing that you see with potential clients that um, maybe they're entrepreneurs, maybe they're creatives, maybe they're both, that they're not really thinking about taking into consideration that's like losing them money or causing that could cause them some trouble with the with the IRS or like what's something that somebody's like well I'm fine actually I'm good I I I, I go to H&R Block every year I'm fine what's something that you have found that you're able to kind of help them with yeah the thing that I think um causes the most hiccups for people when before working with us is the idea that uh, making estimated payments throughout the year, maybe the four estimated payments they got from their prior year tax return is sufficient, right? That, that mm -hmm. the idea that that does the job. Um, and I don't, I mean, I can't blame them for thinking that it kind of, you, you might think like, okay, well, I did my taxes for last year in that paperwork. They gave me four estimated payments to make for the next year. I did my thing, 
that should get me pretty close. And the truth is, uh, we just find that with our clients, they uh, get so much value out of doing more proactive planning throughout the year rather than just relying on that once a year snapshot. And it's saving them money in one way because if they're short on those payments, the payments that they would have needed to make during the year, they're going to be paying interest on the amounts that they haven't been keeping up with. Right, so it's actually costing you more money to to wait and not be current with it all. Um, but even beyond the cost of it, in terms of dollars, there's the like mental and emotional cost of not of just not feeling on top of it during the year. Wow. Yeah. Right, and and the more often we can engage with folks throughout the year to plan, uh, the more conversations we have about it, the more accurate we are, and then they're paying as they go. So they never get too far behind. Mm -hmm. And then as we close out two things I wanted to talk about briefly, one is the paying. How can you speak to how you make it sort of accessible at these different price points? Is it because of the technology you use and, and the people kind of manning that or humaning that? How, how are you able to make it so accessible? Uh, we've been doing this for a while. Like I said, this is my is my second firm, but collectively we got a lot of years of experience, uh, and so we have been able to create really fine tune, repeatable processes that we use with our clients. Uh, that has meant that we've had to make some tough choices about what we say no to. So, for mm -hmm. example, uh, two or three years ago, we stopped serving the nonprofit sector. Uh, going forward. And that was a tough decision to make for me, having served on nonprofit boards and worked with them in various capacities for a lot of years. Um, but we just couldn't get really good at doing this if we were also trying to do a lot of other things. Yeah. So that's been a big part of it, for sure, leveraging tools and tech as they continue to uh, expand like what the parts of the work that they're able to do for us is another big part of it. Um, and mainly another thing is I kind of structuring the way that we work our engagements so that they're built to grow with you as you grow, right? We know kind of the, the slice of your pie that's appropriate for this mm -hmm. finance and accounting function. And we want to help you grow that overall pie because that creates more opportunities for us as well. Our clients get to experience some success. We get to grow along with them and makes for a nice partnership. Yeah. And then um, what I have uh, noted the entire time I've known you is uh, your team has all, always been diverse, a diverse team. Right. And uh, it drives me crazy when someone says that one person is diverse. <laughs> so you've had a diverse team. Right. Um, and you've been able to do that consistently. It's not like you just did it once and then, you know, it's just a thing. But anytime you go out to add to your team because you're constantly growing, you're it seems like you have that in mind, uh, whether it's uh, people of color, women, LGBTQ plus. Why is that important? Like, I know that you, you're you not um, shrink, shrinking about that. You're not like saying, oh, I, I just do it. Like, it's important to do it, right? And why is that something that you've baked into the DNA of your company? It's, um, it's probably one of the biggest gifts as an entrepreneur that I think we get is to build something where 
the values can be whatever we want, right? Like we don't get to control the values of our state or our country or anything, but we control the values of this little thing that we've created. And so the values of Revel definitely mirror my own. Um, that comes for me from the experiences within my immediate family, right? Whether you're talking about women, people of color, folks in LGBTQIA plus community, uh, immigrants, right? All of those groups are represented in my little immediate family. Um, and so addressing issues that affect them day to day, the micro ones, systemically on a major level, those are all things that we talk about as a family all the time. And, and my hope for the business that I'm running and for like even entrepreneurship in general is that we could use entrepreneurship as a tool to help start tackling some of those things, whether it comes, I know for our level in, in building diversity into our recruiting process, or even on a more broad level, something you and I've talked about too, looking at entrepreneurship as a way to address uh, wealth, generational wealth gaps in this country and income inequality. Mm. Um, so all of those things, like while there's the mechanics of what we're doing day to day, which is tax accounting work, the thing that's like the passion, that's the gas burning underneath all of that is a desire to see business do some real good and yeah. particularly in those areas of inequality. Amazing. And I've seen you do yeah. it. Uh, you, you practice what you preach. Five years now, uh, a very happy client. And anytime I start a new company, I add you all to that company. So that tells you something. So thank you, Martin. Uh, we'll we'll certainly uh, do a follow-up in a few months and, and see how it's going and see how you could be even more helpful to the uh, audience that I have here, but uh, what is the website? The website is revelcpa.com forward slash Arlen, right? Is it that simple or am I making That's it? That's it. Oh, is it? Okay, cool. So it's exactly Revel that simple. Yes. Revelcpa.com forward slash Arlen. We'll also put the link everywhere we can. Um, that's how you find it. And you get to uh, go directly to the page that I have because I believe in it so much. So, all right. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Martin. Thank you. See you later.